We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for May 3rd, 2023. Well, it took 30 games, it took 10 innings, and it took another walk-off hit by a guy named Andrew, but the 2023 White Sox finally won two games in a row with a 3-2 victory over the Minnesota Twins at Guaranteed Rate Field on Tuesday night. Andrew Benintendi was the hero this time, winning a six-pitch battle against Caleb Thielbar by slicing an outside corner fastball down the left field line to score Hanser Alberto to end it. This could have very well been another typical frustrating evening with the White Sox. Michael Kopech threw his best start of the season by throwing six innings of one hit, one run ball, but he was in line for the loss because his fourth and fifth walks of the game set up a Trevor Larnick sack fly for the game's first run, while Joe Ryan also threw six innings of one hit ball, but kept the Sox off the board. The White Sox offense did get Kopech off the hook in the bottom of the seventh with a two-run homer by Eloy Jimenez for Jorge Lopez's first two runs allowed all season, but that's when Alexander Colome came in. Yes, Alexander Colome called up as part of 11 roster moves by the White Sox Tuesday afternoon. Pedro Grafal decided to give a possibly washed reliever a high leverage situation in the eighth inning. Colome, who was one of baseball's slowest workers before the pitch clock, immediately committed a violation to fall behind Nick Gordon 1-0. The count slipped further to 3-1, and when Colomay came at Gordon with his first fastball of the at-bat, Gordon connected for a solo shot out to right center to tie the game at two. Fortunately, the rest of the White Sox bullpen hung tough and extended the game long enough for the White Sox to finally convert a scoring opportunity. Gregory Santos, the subject of a penals post on Sox Machine Tuesday afternoon, pitched a scoreless seventh, and Keenan Middleton finished Colomay's eighth, then pitched a perfect ninth. Middleton had a chance to be the winner because Andrew Vaughn led off the ninth with a walk, after which Billy Hamilton made his 2023 debut in the perfect circumstances for Billy Hamilton, pinch running as the potential winning run in the ninth inning. He promptly stole second, although he was initially called out before the review showed the first attempt at tagging Hamilton whiffed, and then he advanced a third on a grounder to the left side because Jose Miranda didn't look him back convincingly enough. Brock Stewart then bypassed Luis Robert Jr. with an intentional walk to face Adam Hazley, and Hazley couldn't be a hero two days in a row. He flied out to very shallow center, and after Yasmani Grandal walked, Hanser Alberto flied out to right to send the game to extras. That's when Jimmy Lambert stepped up. He started the inning with Joey Gallo on second, but Gallo only could advance 90 feet. Lambert struck out Christian Vasquez, made a nice sliding stop on Gordon's number to the right side, then struck out Byron Buxton to keep the Twins off the board. 
That allowed the White Sox to play small ball in the bottom of the 10th. Elvis Andrews did his part by bunting over Alberto to third, but Tim Anderson grounded out to Carlos Correa to jeopardize the victory before Benintendi picked him up. It wasn't pretty, but at least there was a lot to like on the run prevention side of the ball. Kopech's fastball was pretty much the only pitch he needed, as he threw it 71% of the time and generated 10 of his 12 whiffs. The guys who figured to be around after Joe Kelly comes back from paternity leave all held up, and they didn't walk anybody over their four innings. Sox pitchers on the whole limited the Twins to three hits and five walks. Less can be said about the offense, which was mystified by Joe Ryan. Ryan had a chance to improve to 6-0 on the season after he limited the Sox to a Gavin Sheet single and two walks over six innings. He threw only 87 pitches, but Rocco Baldelli pulled him to a significant velocity drop at the end. And the White Sox saw Jorge Lopez's two-seamer after not being able to handle Ryan's four-seamer. Still, a win's a win, especially a win against the Twins. The Sox are 9-21, eight games back of the 17-13 Twins, but if the Sox have a chance of making the postseason, it's going to happen by way of weak AL Central, and in order to warp those standings to their liking, they are going to have to take advantage of every possible game against their direct rivals. This was one of them, there are a dozen left. The next of those games is tonight, and the White Sox theoretically have the pitching edge on paper when Dylan Cease faces Louis Varland, although Varland is right-handed so you never know. Varland was called up to replace the injured Tyler O'Malley, and the White Sox saw him twice last year. He threw a pair of five-inning starts at the end of the season, and the second was five shutout innings for his first career victory. This will be his second start of the year, as he met the minimum requirements for a quality start a couple weeks ago against the Yankees. Cease will be happy to see a team that isn't the Rays. He couldn't complete five innings in either of his last two starts against Tampa Bay, the second of which ran his ERA all the way up to 4.15. First pitch is at 6.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago, and it's the last of the 6.10 starts for the spring because night games will move back an hour starting next week. Before we shift to the minor league coverage, let's cover those 11 roster moves real quick. Tim Anderson and Hanser Alberto returned from their injuries. Lenin Sosa was optioned to Charlotte. And Romy Gonzalez headed to the injured list with shoulder inflammation, so that's four. The White Sox purchased Billy Hamilton's contract while optioning Oscar Colas down to Charlotte, which is six. Colas had been slumping for weeks while Hamilton had the ability to opt out of his minor league deal at the start of the month, in case you're wondering about the particular timing of this move. On the pitching side, the White Sox added Colome and lefty reliever Sammy Peralta to the bullpen. The White Sox had one spot open because Joe Kelly headed to the paternity list, and they opened another spot because they DFA'd Jake Diekman and the $3 million or so remaining on his deal. Diekman had allowed a 500 OBP against lefties, which defeated the main purpose of having him around, so Peralta will get to try to do better than that. That gets us to 10, and Frank German makes 11. The White Sox needed to open up one more spot on the 40-man to accommodate the additions of Colome, Peralta, and Hamilton, so the White Sox DFA'd German, who had been struggling to throw strikes in Charlotte. If you are wondering whether 11 is a preposterous amount of roster moves in one announcement, the answer is yes. I checked my email for all the White Sox transaction press releases I've received, and the previous high for regular season activity was 6. If you have any more questions about these moves, some of them might be answered in my Tuesday afternoon post about it on SoxMachine.com. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights lost to the Gwinnett Stripers 10-2 despite the returns of Lenin Sosa and Oscar Colas. Both of them went one for four with Colossus hit a double. Carlos Perez accounted for both runs with his seventh homer of the season. Birmingham beat Chattanooga 5-3, but all three runs were allowed on Garrett Crochet's watch. Crochet's second inning as a White Sox minor leaguer didn't go as smoothly as his first. He gave up a pair of walks, followed by a single, a double, and a sack fly for his only out. He threw just 11 of 24 pitches for strikes. 
Winston-Salem improved to 15-5 with a thrilling 8-7 walk-off winner over Greensboro. DJ Gladney provided the heroics with a two-run single slice inside the right field corner. He's definitely the farm system's best story early on with a whopping 27 RBIs over the team's first 20 games. Kannapolis didn't have such luck late, losing in 10 innings to Augusta 11-7, but Brooks Baldwin had a nice night, going 3-for-5 and coming up a triple shy of the cycle. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Around the league, the White Sox also picked up a game on the Cleveland Guardians, who lost the Yankees 4-2 in the Bronx. James Karinchak gave up the go-ahead homer to Willie Calhoun, and now he's 0-4 in the season. The Sox also separated themselves a game from the Royals, who dropped to 7-23 after an 11-7 loss to the Orioles. The Tigers and Mets were rained out. Outside of the Central, Bryce Harper made the fastest ever return from Tommy John surgery. That was about the only thing the Phillies could celebrate because they got stomped by the Dodgers yet again, this one by a score of 13-1. Harper looked rusty, striking out three times during an 0-4 night. In the bad form of Tommy John news, the Rockies lost Herman Marquez to a torn UCL, and surgery will keep him out well into next season. The Rays beat the Pirates 4-1 in a clash of first-place teams that nobody figured on anticipating when the season started. The Oakland A's found a new way to lose as they dropped to 6-24. Mason Miller threw seven no-hit innings in his third-ever Major League start, but Richard Lovelady took over in the eighth and promptly gave up two runs, which was all the Mariners needed to beat Oakland 2-1. Seattle prospect Bryce Miller was the game's second-most impressive pitcher named Miller, despite striking out 10 over six innings in his MLB debut. The Angels shocked St. Louis with the four runs in the first in a 5-1 victory over the Cardinals, who fell even further into last place in the NL Central at 10-20. Anthony DiSclefani pitched eight shutout innings as the Giants three hit the Astros 2-0, while Texas beat Arizona 6-5 to extend their lead over Houston in the NL West to two and a half games. Connor Wong went 4-for-4 four four with two homers in Boston's 7-6 victory over the Blue Jays. The Red Sox have now won four straight. And rounding it out, a big night from C.J. Abrams helped the Nationals beat the Cubs 4-1. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, the night on the farm, and later in the morning I'll have a post up about the White Sox right field situation with Colossus and Charlotte. If you are new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And if you like what we do, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sox Machine. 
where you can get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content on both for as little as $2 a month. And here's a reminder that Josh and I will be in Cincinnati this weekend for the hashtag 108ing road trip. So if it's at all possible to make the trip, we'd love to see you. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine Podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.